0: Believed that he just wasn't doing anything wrong because he was providing for his family. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of husbands think that's enough. Mm. Pretty much. Well, and because I was the one who wanted children, his attitude was, I didn't want these children to begin with. So you want them, you take care of them.
1: Welcome to A Home That Heals. I'm Bree, along with my mom, Dee. We're glad you're joining us on this journey to find those simple yet profound God-given gifts that help our families heal. And that means all of us, moms, dads, kids, grandmas, grandpas, you name it, we know God made you for an important role. And no matter what challenges you face, with Him, there's got to be a way. That's our motto. (laughs) And that's our
2: topic today because our guest knows better than anybody, just what you said, Bree, you don't want to miss our conversation with a mom who was rescued from her own battle with anger.
1: We want to introduce you to Kathy Collard Miller, a prolific author. She has written over 50 books, titles like God's Intriguing Questions. I love this one. Partly Cloudy with Scattered Worries (laughs) and A Heart of Courage, No More Anger and Never Ever Be the Same. She's spoken all over the country and world as a result of her writing, honestly, about the hard stuff we face in relationships. She is a wife, mother of two children, and has two grandchildren, plus she and her husband Larry are co-authors and lay counselors. Welcome, Kathy. We are so blessed to have you with us today. Uh, It is
0: my blessing, Bree and Dee. Thank you so much for including me in your very important ministry.
2: Oh, Kathy, you have come at such a great time We've been talking about a lot of things. Yeah. We talk about healing our homes and it always ends up that, you know, God is the great healer. You have such a powerful story of healing in your own life. And the fact that you're willing to share it gives me chills, even now that I've heard it somewhat, but I'm going to hear it in more detail today. So that's going to be great. You're writing 50 books. My goodness. That was born out of this struggle that you described without any sugarcoating. I mean, you're so honest, kind of raw. You don't really hold back in describing your early days as a mom. So tell us what inspired you to be so frank and to go ahead and write about anger and the anger that you were dealing with
0: as a young mom. Well, actually, Dee, I did not want to write about it after God delivered me from my anger, or I should say was in the process, and I wrote my first article about it, I asked that it would be published anonymously because no one knew the depth of the anger I had slipped into. Even my husband didn't know the breadth of it. And since he was a cop, I was afraid that he would have to arrest me. So I really didn't share much at all. And it was then God had his ways of uh, drawing me out. And little by little, I became more comfortable and began writing more about it and speaking about it. And that was an amazing response from people.
2: Well, I was going to say, Kathy, he must have done that because he knew so many women, in particular women, but not just women, men too, needed to hear the message that you have to share. And because it's so hard to share about it, not many are probably willing to be obedient and do that. So first of all, thank you so much for, for being willing. So without dwelling too much on it, I think we do need to understand just how dark it got for you.
0: It was dark. My husband, and Larry, and I had been married seven years at the time. And looking back now, I know that I hated, well, I knew I hated him, but I didn't know to what degree I was transferring it onto our two-year-old toddler daughter. And so I really was afraid I was going to kill her in one of my rages. And I didn't realize to what degree it went back to my childhood that I had never dealt with anger appropriately or in a constructive way. And so that was a part of the healing as God began to not only convict me, but to just show his love for me, regardless that I was really blowing it. And unfortunately, also during that time, I became so hopeless that I almost committed suicide. But even in that, God showed that he was still in charge, and he was going to pull me out of it, heal our marriage, and now Larry and I have been married 52 years. We are best friends, and the man that I prayed that his plane would crash, we are now serving the Lord and seeing God's work. And helping other families heal, too. We are privileged.
2: Oh, wow, Brie, That was the 50,000-foot view of Kathy's story. And so I think, like Brie and I were talking with your books, you then give us the detail that people need to kind of grab a hold of, you know, to understand what that feels like, what it looks like, how you respond, all of those things that go
0: into a journey. Because it didn't happen overnight, did it? Oh, the healing definitely did not. So in my memoir, No More Anger, I just spell out, almost like in a novel, except it's true, all the different ways that I was blowing it, and then uh, how God began to, to work. And looking back, I can see that a lot of my underlying problems were people-pleasing, perfectionism, hating myself, not knowing God's value that he put in who I am, and then uh, seeing, uh, blaming everything on my husband. I was very good at that. It was <laughs> like, tended. you know what, if only he would get his act together, then I could be the loving wife, mother, et cetera, Christian. But I had to face that I was responsible for my own choices. And that can be hard. Oh, that can be hard. And
2: that and I and we'll definitely want to get to that because don't you hear yourself, Bree? Sometimes when you hear that, I can think of the thing I say to myself sometimes <laughs> that it's true.
1: Oh, as I read your book, Kathy, there were so many times that I found myself saying, "How did she have that same thought that I've had before?" <laughs> I just loved how you shared the thoughts that were going through your head, really the lies that you were believing. And because I've been a victim of of those same lies too, you know, of, of falling for them, falling for the foolish ideas that come up in my head. And that does, that can lead to irritation, that then leads to anger, that then leads to hurting those we love the most.
0: It's it's really true. And those lies, identifying those lies are so important that you're talking about, Bree. The fact that God doesn't love me. He doesn't want to help me. He doesn't know what to do with me. Mm -hmm. That uh, he doesn't really, really understand the pain. And of course, if only he would change my husband, then everything would be okay. So lies like that, and everybody has their own version. But you're right, Bree, there are definitely lies that we all receive from childhood, and we don't know. And one of the lies is we're all alone. Mm -hmm. Nobody else No one else has faced this. And certainly, if we're a Christian, we think no Mm -hmm. Christian has ever faced this kind of thing. Therefore, I'm alone. And I believe that lie. Mm -hmm.
2: Take us inside your head, then, Kathy. So, you're like most moms, you're raising a two year old. That has its own challenges. That's a challenging age. But for you, what was going on in your mind? You've kind of shared some of the things you were telling yourself, but can you kind of help us
0: go there with you for just a few minutes? So my husband would wake up from working all night, and he would be getting ready for work, and I would say, Honey, I I know you want to go fly tomorrow because it was a hobby. It was was not for work. He was had his Mm -hmm. pilot's license. Honey, can you just stay home tomorrow? Or take me with you. Take me and the kids with you. We want to spend time with No, no, Kathy. I already asked Joe to take me on, uh, to go with me. So I'm sorry. It just won't work. Larry, please help me with these kids. I didn't get any sleep. Well, you know what? If only you would have just slept last night, you you would be better. So I, I'm, I'm going to work now, and I am flying tomorrow.
2: Okay, so I think all of us are now saying, okay, I get that, I'd be
0: angry. <laughs> and I was, like, and I felt justified, and one time I was so angry as he walked out the door, I had been eating an apple, and I threw the apple at the closed door, and in my mind, I wanted it to hit him, And I didn't care what damage it did. And it was the kind of thing, and I'll tell you, back to my childhood, I hit my best friend Irene right smack in the nose when I was in third grade. And the lie from that experience was, see what happens when you get angry, Kathy? You better never get angry again. Mm -hmm. And so it was always pressing down the feelings, don't Feel that way, and that was something I had never learned to deal with. Wow! So, when you threw that apple, how would Larry react? I mean, did he? What
2: did he react to your anger? Were you engaging in really marital strife? Well, at that point? for
0: that one, he had already walked through the door. Oh, okay. So he missed the he, apple. he missed the drama. Yeah, he, he missed the drama, and so uh, he he believed that he just wasn't doing anything wrong because he was providing for his family. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of husbands think that's enough. Mm. Pretty much. Well, and because I was the one who wanted children, his attitude was, I didn't want these children to begin with. So you want them, you take care of them. And I never really believed that he could not want children. Therefore, I kept thinking, why wouldn't he want to help me? But in his mind, he was doing what he had bought into when we got married. So your marriage sounds like it was unraveling somewhat? Oh, oh, oh yeah. All right. And I'll tell you the story of the day that after he walked out the door— I walked into my bedroom, I knelt by my bed, and I prayed, God, make his plane crash tomorrow because I would be better off without him. Mm -hmm. It was, my heart was so bitter. And it's a very horrible thing to not be able to look at life any differently. I was so settled. In that kind of thinking he's the problem if he'll get his act together then I can be the content Mm non-angry mother and wife well but
2: it takes two to tango it does so where did the where did this all kind of come to a head then and and you start to realize okay This is not how I want to live my life. And I,
0: and I do want to live my life. Well, first, God began giving me more patience with my daughter. Mm -hmm. He led me to start reading about disciplining children effectively. He began to lead me to a um, parenting seminar. He began to show me verses in the Bible that said, be angry. And yet do not sin. So were you actively seeking those kinds of things out? Oh, yes. At that point, I was. You were hungry to heal. Oh, I was. And at one point, I began to see, because I had such fear that I was really going to harm my daughter so much, it was like I was desperate. And so I did. And during that time, I also began to realize I am responsible for my own choices. If Larry never never changes, I can be who God wants me to be. Now that's that is an epiphany. It is. That that is not always easy to swallow. It's not because I wanted to blame him. Mm-hmm. But it was God is so gentle. He's so compassionate. And these changes were not like one day, yes, and the other day, no, I didn't believe him anymore. Little by little, I began to attend a class at my church where the, the main uh, message was, you take responsibility for your own choices. And so there was a lot of repentance. There was a lot of surrender to if, if Larry never changes, then God, you're enough for me. You're yeah. enough for me. And, and that was definitely hard to get to, but little by little by little, I, I did. And that was a surrender that was scary, but it was so important.
2: Any Bible verses just jump out at you
0: like they might as well have put Kathy, comma, this <laughs> is for you? You know what? Jeremiah 2.13 Mm-hmm. Jeremiah said, it's God speaking, and he says, my people have forsaken me, the living water, and are going after broken cisterns. Mm-hmm. And my broken cistern were those lies that said, you know, Larry's responsible for my happiness. I need to make him be my God. And then I realize he's totally incapable of being my God. And so I stopped little by little from going to the cisterns of the lie and going to the free spring, wonderful, wonderful uh, flowing spring of God more often and over and over and over again taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, 2 Corinthians 10.5. That was essential. No, what is, is this arrow truth or a lie. Mm-hmm. Brie, when she was talking about that, it so
2: reminded me of a conversation that we've had about when the Word really comes to life, when mm-hmm. the Bible comes to life, mm-hmm. and suddenly it all falls into place. And the way you're supposed to, uh, be, you know, we, we, we can think intellectually that we need to do these things. We need to do these things. We need to be strong enough. We need to, you know, change our mind, because repent, a lot of that has to do with changing our mind. But then there's that place where your will to be obedient and to surrender meets God's grace and his word becomes so alive. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, oftentimes I think when you are reading the Bible, there is this shame that can come. There is this desire to do better, to do more. And I know for me, oftentimes if I'm reading and just asking the Holy Spirit to do that work in me that I cannot do myself because I am so weak. And just like you mentioned, stuffing down the anger, feeling, believing the lie that anger is bad, you know, versus acting out in anger is bad. It has a complete change of how we interact with those feelings, those Feelings we don't like; those feelings we don't want to have, especially as as a mother. I, you know, I I loved reading your book. You you were happy. You loved being a mother. You loved being um, you know your daughter. You loved her. And man, we struggle with these kind of opposite feelings so often as moms, whether it's hormones or just oh, for who knows sure.
0: I, I don't think moms really put enough stock not as a blaming or an excuse but our hormones really do get to us and there were uh, our times that I was on a hormone helper you know kind of thing and so we do need to take care of our bodies and that that kind of thing too.
2: Mm -hmm. Kathy you you want your story to offer people hope and the hope is that now you've been married to... How many years did you say you've been married 52. to Lynn? 52. 52 years. You wouldn't know that to so look at Kathy. Uh, but you, you've been married a long time, and a lot of healing has taken place. But I would guess that... Would you say it's a lifelong struggle, or
0: hmm. y- is it something that you've had to keep working at? My tendency is always to go toward anger, as a defensive measure because of my own wounds from my childhood. So although I am so much better, I can recognize it so much more quickly, uh, there are certain things that we will always struggle with, and that should not discourage us. Because verse after verse in the Bible talks about God's patience. Philippians 1.6 six says, I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it yesterday. Well, <laughs> I want it to read yesterday, yes. but it says, until the day of Christ Jesus. And that was another lie, I believe, that God has, had given up. He had put his, threw up his arms and said, I'm through with her. I'm tired of forgiving her. There is no hope for this person. Never once did that enter his mind. He already knew my life. He knows your life, Dee. He knows your life, Bree. And he knows how he's using even our pain. And he's got a plan. And I never knew that what his plan for me would be sharing my story wow and so
2: you and you put your name to it now (laughs) it's not anonymous your name is hey man i worked
0: hard to write that book
1: (laughs) (laughs) and and 49 more (laughs) well kathy i found so much hope in reading your book and i hope that you have found hope as you're listening to kathy's story maybe you can connect with some of the things that she is sharing if you want to get her book, No More Anger, or any of her other books, I encourage you to hop on to Amazon is a great place to purchase them, as well as her website. And if you're connecting with this, send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. I, I want you to know you're not alone. I want you to know that there is somebody on the other side of this that can connect with you and make you feel um, encouraged and uh, and inspired to draw closer to the Lord, and that he will see you through on this. We're not done with this conversation, though, because, Kathy, I'm so thankful you've shared your story. And next week, you're going to share with us how we can never, ever be the same, how we can turn our eyes towards God and really begin to heal from those deep wounds that we might have from childhood, um, those lies that we've been told And I'm looking forward to that conversation. Oh, I'm
0: excited about sharing about that because there is hope we can know why we're reacting the way that we are Mm. and how to correct it. Kathy, tell people how to get to your website. Oh, I would love to. My website is kathycollardmiller.com. It's Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y, collard like collard greens, (laughs) miller.com, kathycollardmiller.com.
2: We'll put a link on our uh, Facebook page and different uh, social media outlets as well so that people can connect and understand a little bit more, uh, even even more in depth than what we're going to go next week. But we are excited to have you back next week. And we're so glad that you are with us today. Please do be in touch and stay with us as we all seek God and know there's got to be a way to bring healing to our homes.
1: A Home That Heals is produced in partnership with 89.5
2: KTSY. To find out more about them, go to ktsy.org.